0: Merkel. Media.
1: I, I don't want you to see that. I don't want to see stuff like that. I haven't yet, and hopefully, knock on wood. I never do, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Whoa. Did you do that? What? Did you just knock on wood?
2: No.
0: This was all circulating around the base Yeah.
1: Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach us that way as well. Although it works for us, just get a hold of us. And If you want more shows every week on Thursdays, we drop a bonus show for members only and you'll have access to that on the website and the app. The app has all the membership content on there, plus Tuesday shows ad-free. So if that interests you, head over to the Podcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. And friends, right now, we got container ships on all the coasts lined up trying to get unloaded. There's nobody there to unload. A lot of crazy things happening right now with shortages in the news. All you got to do is Google it, duck, duck, go it, whatever you want to do. But you'll see them talking about the shortages. And friends, you want to make sure you're prepared with you and your family to take care of yourselves. And that's why we offer Prepare with the confessionals.com. We've been offering it for over a year now. It's something we started because we felt like we wanted to offer something cool like this for the listeners and it's right there for you prepare with the confessionals.com that's prepare with the confessionals.com there you can get yourself emergency supply food and survival gear. So the food will last up to 25 years on the shelf. So between now and 25 years from now, that food will be still good in case that emergency comes and you never know when it's going to come. It's better to be over-prepared than under-prepared. So go to preparewiththeconfessionals.com if that interests you. And check out the YouTube channel. It's still called The Confessionals, even though I figured out tonight as I record this how to change the YouTube channel name. And so I will be changing it probably to Merkle Media sometime soon. But right now, all you got to do is look for The Confessionals on YouTube and you can hit subscribe. And that is where we're going to drop our first big project with Legion of Legends. Jack and I have been going to little places here and there and doing some filming and things like that. But we did a big project in Kentucky. We took two cameramen two other guys down it was actually four or five of us i think at some points we had five guys down there in the daniel boone national forest hunting the dog man for an entire week and we have that video coming out hopefully soon the guys are producing it right now should be ready to go not too far off from now and when you see it it's going to be awesome friends i'm telling you you're not going to want to miss it so go to the confessionals on youtube hit subscribe hit the bell button so you're alerted when we upload something new and there's a lot of new things coming down the pike on that youtube channel legion of legends is just the beginning and that's why we're changing it to merkle media the name because it encompasses way more than the confessionals so hopefully you guys enjoy the content there now today we got travis coming on the show and travis is an interesting person We started out this conversation talking about his paranormal experiences that started out when he was, I think he said 20 years old is when he had his first experience. And his first experience is probably one of the more bone chilling ones he's had. And when we were recapping those experiences at the end of the show, we got interaction that we caught on audio. And you're going to want to listen to this episode, friends, because... It was a little bizarre, to be honest with you. And so without any further delay, actually, no, there is going to be some further delay. I wanted to read you this text message that I got from Travis not too long ago. After we recorded, Travis texted me and said, My wife saw a shadow figure across the street this morning when she went to work about 5 a.m. Luckily, nothing in our house and no more knocking sounds, at least. I think you're right about something possibly following me or us. It was an interesting conversation we had with Travis, and I know you're going to enjoy it. So let's get to Travis right now. All right. Today we got Travis on the show. Travis, what's going on, brother?
2: Uh, not much. How's it going?
1: Going good, man. It's going good. Uh Man, Travis, I got to apologize again to you though, publicly. I almost missed this interview. So I'm glad you, no, you're you all good. I'm glad you reached out and stuff. I uh, misread the schedule and I was like, let's do this now if you can. So let's do it. Cause I mean, shoot, man, you took awful work to do this. We can't be letting you yep. hang like that. So, uh, let's, uh, let's get into it, man. Uh, you have a variety of different experiences throughout your life and, uh, I had a certain order that I was thinking, but I think I'm just going to hand it over to you and let you uh, go with it. And did you want to do this in chronological order or did you want to do it with a specific story starting out?
2: Uh, I can do it chronological order. I've got uh, got kind of some notes written down here. So yeah, that'll work.
1: Okay, that sounds good. Let's do a chronological order because uh, I, I tend to feel like people uh, that are listening can sometimes understand the layout of somebody's life and how the paranormal kind of pops in and out or progresses if they hear it chronologically. So if you want, go ahead and take it away and start us off, man.
2: All right. Well, uh, just give you a little bit of a background here. Uh, Live in uh, northwestern Wisconsin, uh, not too far from the Canadian border, (laughs) but uh, live in a small town. It's about uh, 3,500 people. just kind of surrounded by farmland and woods. Like if you go outside of the city limits, you got a lot of small towns around here. And uh, if you ever, you know, think of Wisconsin, you probably think of like beer and cheese and cows and that's pretty much what it is here. Um, so I guess my first encounter or experience that ever happened was back in like 2010 or 2011, somewhere around there. I was uh, living in a rental house uh, that my parents own. It's It's been in my family for like over 50 years. My grandpa and grandma owned it. And uh, my parents own it now. But I was living there. And my girlfriend at the time, she was living there with me. Uh, I ended up staying there for about four years. And I think this, this happened probably a year or two into living there. So just to kind of describe the house. It's really really small. Uh you walk into the house and it's like a kitchen and living room all in one. And Then you've got a tiny little bedroom in the back. And uh just a tiny little bathroom. And underneath the bed is a trap door to get in the basement which you really can't use. So <clears throat> we were uh just you know sleeping one night, and I'm not really sure what woke me up, but uh I woke up in the middle of the night and there was this this guy in a a trench coat and uh like a fedora top hat kind of thing standing at the end of the bed, and uh the way I sleep, I like my feet hanging off the end of the bed. <laughs> which I know a lot of people are freaked out by that, but that's how I sleep. So this guy was standing like, you know, probably a couple inches away from my feet because between the end of the bed and the, the wall, it was probably only a foot or so. It was really, really tiny, uh, bedroom. So yeah, this, this guy in a trench coat and hat was standing there. And, uh, Oh, sorry. It's kind of freaks me out thinking about it. But, uh, if, if that guy wasn't the scariest part, there was also a, a little girl standing on top of the bed at the end of the bed where my, my girlfriend at the time where her feet would have been. And, uh, This, this guy was, he was standing there staring at me with the most evil grin I've ever seen in my life. And he was, he had his hand stretched out to the girl and he was holding a, a dead crow in his hand and she was eating it from his hand. <sighs> uh yeah, I get I get the chills every time I think of this. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what to think about it. Um you know, this guy didn't look like he was like from this era or like he was supposed to be in this this timeline or this time he didn't have any color to him. It was all like black, white, gray tones. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure it all happened really quick. So, you know, I don't think I could like see through him or anything. It, it was like, he was there, but, uh, <sighs> he was there, but it, it didn't seem like it fit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like, like he was there, but there was something off as, I mean, you, you said there was no color to him, right? I mean, that, that seems very odd.
2: Right. It was, I mean, there were, there were details like you could see his, the coat and, you know, what he was wearing. Like, it wasn't just a shadow. You could see, I could see his face and he was like staring at me. He had the most evil grin and I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, you know, I, I got the sense, or you know, kind of thinking back here, like he was old, like he's some old guy, but, um, You know, I was, I was terrified of that, that guy, but the girl, you know, I, I felt really bad for her. I didn't, I I don't know what to think about why she was there, uh, or him either, but she, she seemed really sad to me, I guess, or like she was like being held against her will or abused. And I don't know why she was eating that dead crow from his hand, but. Anyways, that, uh, scared the hell out of me and I, uh, kind of freaked out and I turned to my side and reached underneath or going to reach underneath the bed. I was going to grab my handgun. I had a nine millimeter under there and, uh, my girlfriend at the time she woke up and she reached up and grabbed the pull string for the ceiling light and, uh, everything was gone. She didn't see anything. And that was kind of that. Um, And kind of weird thing about it is we never really talked about it too much after that. Um, I think we talked about it, you know, that when it happened there that night, and then probably the next morning or whatever. But after that, we never really talked about it.
1: And so this was, I mean, you, 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 did, did you say you were 20 when this happened?
2: Yeah, I was probably about twenty or twenty-one.
1: Okay, and so this is the first time you've ever experienced any, anything paranormal in your life. Yep. Wow. You know, it, it, it's it's funny because I'm having like these flashbacks to when I first started podcasting, and I was just learning as I was going, and then over time you start learning that people have experiences their whole lives that they're collecting, and and now I'm getting to a point where it's actually rare for me to find somebody like you that, that hasn't had paranormal experiences until they were adults. Uh, that, that's, I find it, I find it interesting. Um, now this guy holding a dead crow and feeding it to the girl, um, have you ever tried thinking about what it could symbolize? Maybe if it's, maybe if there was like some kind of symbolization that you were supposed to maybe understand, which I don't have any ideas in my mind. I'm just asking.
2: Yeah. I, You know, I've, I've thought of it. It's like, you know, there's gotta be some kind of meaning or, I mean, it, it has to mean something, right? I mean, why, why would he just show up in my house? Like I said, I was probably 20 or 21. I'd never had anything strange happen to me, um, before that. And I was never into the paranormal stuff, never looked into it, was never interested in it. Uh, up until like last year I I started listening to Sasquatch Chronicles and got really into that and that's how I found your show so like uh, I had listened to a few of your episodes and it kind of brought back you know the the memory of that that guy and uh, like over the years I never really thought of it too much like it would kind of pop into my head once in a while and I would think it was weird but I never really looked into it, never talked about it to anybody except her. Uh, Never even told my parents about it until this year. But uh, yeah, I, I listened to a couple of your episodes and figured, you know, maybe I'd email you and try to get on here and see, you know, tell my story and see what you thought about it. And then I just kept listening to your episodes. And actually, after I emailed you, couple days later your wife emailed back and so i went on instagram and i followed your page and i was scrolling through your post and uh just looking at the different stuff and you would like put up pictures of episodes and kind of explain what the episodes were and i was scrolling through it and i saw a (laughs) it was a picture with this guy in a trench coat and a hat and i kind of just like I kind of like <laughs> froze and got chills. I'm like, this, this can't be real. Like I never realized or thought that other people have seen this thing. Um, it just kind of blew my mind. And I just like, I literally got chills and I, I went on the, on my phone and I searched through like your, your episodes with the, the keyword, you know, on that post, that said hat man. And I'm like, okay. So I, Search hatman, and sure enough, you had like a handful of people telling their hatman stories, and I guess I'm not so special. I'm not the only guy that's seen this thing., <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you almost sound sad about that
2: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it just never occurred to me that other people had seen this like I feel. Good in a way that other people have too, because it kind of gives me validation that I wasn't just seeing things or I wasn't like dreaming or having a nightmare. Like this really happened and I really saw this guy and other people have seen it. But the thing that really bothers me is, as far as I've heard from your other episodes, I've never heard other people seeing him with somebody else or like a little girl. You know, that doesn't seem like that's the normal thing people see with him.
1: No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's something that I uh, was thinking about because, I mean, obviously, when you said trench coat, the hat and everything, I was like, okay, so this is probably a hat man kind of situation. But most of the encounters that I can remember hearing are people who have seen a hat man by himself and he's intimidating or more lethargic. Some would even say peaceful, but, uh, you know, having that little girl there and then the dead crow, I mean, I'm not much of a, I'm not, I'm not the guy, I don't really know a ton about, you know, symbolism and different, you know, what, what do certain animals mean and all that stuff, but my lord a dead crow it's got to mean something right i mean what does the crow mean I, it, like i'm sure if i did a quick search on duck duck go i'd find something with you know what what does a crow mean in paranormal experiences and it's probably like death coming soon or something like that not to scare you but
2: it, it's, uh, it's, it's i mean that while. that was like you know probably 12 years ago and <laughs> i'm still alive so
1: are you though are you?
2: Oh, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we all died in 2012. Who knows? Maybe,
1: maybe, I, you know, that's, that's a possibility. So, uh, <laughs> might've been right around the time that the world really started going weird. So I don't know, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's interesting. I, I um, and, and you, so you think that the little girl gave you more of a vibe of she was in distress more like, I mean, I'm assuming it was still scary to see her, but you had a feeling that she was more <clears throat> distressed than there for you willingly.
2: I was scared of, you know, I, I think I saw him first and, you know, that terrified me. Like you wake up and you see someone in your bedroom, but, uh, you know, I was scared of him, but like thinking back on her, I, I just keep getting like, you know, I, the feeling like I was, I feel really sad for her. Like, was, you know, was she being held captive by him or, you know, she, I don't know if, I don't think I even saw her face because she was kind of standing sideways eating from his hand. And like, all I really remember from her, is she was wearing like a a dress or like a nightgown or something like that. And she had long hair and, you know, I'm, I'm not really great with ages, but she was probably like six or seven years old, like kind of that size of kid. and but the the look on his face while he was staring at me holding that dead crow out it was just absolutely terrifying i've i've got chills up and down my arms right now just thinking about it and every time i do now it it just scares the hell out of me
1: yeah i can imagine man i can imagine i mean shoot like even if it wasn't a pair like i'm not saying it wasn't cuz i i firmly believe it was but uh even if you weren't experiencing something paranormal and you just saw a dude standing in your room that's gonna scare the hell out of you and that's probably why you grabbed the gun because you're like i don't know what kind of freak show this is but (laughs) grab i'm going for the gun
2: well i'm glad she turned on the light before i got it because otherwise i would have i would have started shooting man i i thought there was someone really there and i would have ended up in jail and probably in the you know in the crazy house you know people thinking i'm shooting at nothing just putting holes through the wall so yeah i'm glad glad it didn't come to that you know, I
1: just talked to a lady, uh, I think it was last night, and she is a, uh, uh, I know she's not a psychologist, I forget what, what term she used, but we we got on the topic briefly about that whole thing. You know, people uh, having paranormal experiences and dealing with demonic possession and, uh, and it being misdiagnosed in the medical industry or medical yep. field, whatever it is. And I, I do believe that there are probably a lot of people, I wouldn't say all, I don't I don't, don't want to go that far, but I do think there's probably a good handful of people that are mi- misdiagnosed because demonic possession in the f- scientific community probably, in their minds, doesn't exist. And so, you know, it certainly is a possibility that you you get in legal trouble because of something that you experience along the, along the lines of paranormal, you could easily wind up in a crazy house easily
2: yeah yeah i i that kind of ran through my mind too it's like i kind of wonder how many people really are innocent (laughs) you know everyone says they're innocent in jail but
1: yeah well
2: you know maybe there's maybe there's more to it i don't
1: know no I, i agree i agree Okay. So that was uh, trippy. So where do we go from here? I mean, you're 20 years old-ish and you're finally having paranormal experiences in your life. And from that point on, you've had things happening. So where do we go?
2: All right. uh, Before I get into the next one, I got a question for you, which I've been kind of wondering your opinion on this. Do you think everyone that sees this hat man is seeing the same spirit or demon or whatever it is? Do you think it's the same exact guy? Or do you think there's multiple of these things?
1: You know, I've thought about that. And I I mean, I don't see, I I wouldn't, the way I view things, I wouldn't want to say it's impossible for it to be the same person or same being. But um, I also could see that maybe the idea of Hat Man has been utilized, taken on a life of its own almost amongst the the entity community. And, uh, and it's, it's presented or they present themselves as this hat man. Uh, and maybe it is more than one entity presenting itself as this dreaded hat man. I mean, if if hat man is scaring the bejesus out of people so much, why not use it? And, uh, so I, I could see both sides of it. Uh, but I mean, I hope he has frequent flyer miles if he, if it is just one, I mean, <laughs> gets around a lot, but no, I mean, I, I, I do think that it's a possibility that it could be one. Uh, but I, when, when I look at the idea of just the idea of demonic and I say demonic, because I know in an email you sent, you refer to it as you believed it was like a demonic encounter. Um, but the idea of, of, of demonic things, uh presenting themselves in other forms is not something that does not happen and so i i would not want to say that hatman couldn't be multiple demonic entities use, using the topic of hatman to haunt people uh does that make sense
2: yeah yeah that does
1: okay yep so that's that's my that's my uh qu- my answer to your question who's doing the interview and- here so,
2: <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> I got questions, man. I've seen some weird stuff and you're, you're kind of more into this than I am. I've only been into the paranormal stuff for about a year now. So,
1: Yeah. I, I, um, um I, I, I learn as I go myself. You're never going to catch me saying I know things, you know? Uh, yep. I, I, I have strong opinions on certain things, but at the end of the day, if somebody presented some evidence to me to make me change my mind, I'm fine with that. Uh, I, I'm firmly, firmly convinced that I, that we as human beings don't fully understand, actually remotely understand the paranormal. And so, yeah. uh, I, that's why I just kind of like leaving things open-ended with the show and allowing people to share their experiences and how they view their experiences, um, and, you know, I try to think outside the box with things, but, you know, hopefully I don't box myself in with the box that I created outside the box. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> uh, there's always another box to climb out of, but, um, yeah, All right. carry on my friend.
2: <clears throat> All right. Um, so the next, next little thing that happened was, I think it was probably, it might've been the same year or maybe the year after it was real close, but, uh, I was driving back from work one night and I work second shift. So I get done at 11 o'clock. And so it was probably about 11, or so 1130. And, uh, I was driving back on this, this road I take every night. I, I've taken this road thousands of times and I've never seen anything weird on it up until this point. And so I was going through. This uh, little unincorporated town, there's, you know, they don't count the population or anything. There's just a few bars there and a a Catholic church and some houses. And uh, I was going through, it's like 35 mile an hour uh, through this little main stretch of this town. And so I'm going pretty slow. And I just notice up ahead, uh, like this kind of human shaped shadow walk across the road from it looked like it was from the bar like walking from the bar going across the street to the church and uh there's a a cemetery behind the church too and so I'd never heard of I guess they call them shadow figures now you know I know that now and didn't know it back then didn't really know anything about them I it didn't really scare me too much it just kind of thought it was weird and uh you know now looking back i kind of think that it would be weird that it's walking towards a church but you know like you've said on your show before uh, a church is kind of just a building and bad things can happen there and bad things can be in there too so
1: yeah I've had a couple of shows, especially early in the show, uh, we did shows where people were coming forward talking about their experiences in their church. And uh, that's not uncommon. And if you think about just the idea of what happens in a church, according to Christian theology, um, you know, the worshiping of God, and there's these battling forces of good and evil, God and Satan and, you know, angels and demons and all that stuff. Well, the, the the term spiritual warfare exists for a reason, and if there if church is battleground zero, you would think there would be other things there as well. It's interesting that yeah. you saw the shadow figure walking towards the church from the cemetery. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, it it was walking from the bar. Oh, from the to bar. the yeah to the church, and then the cemetery is behind the church. Gotcha. So I don't know if it would like. I don't know if, uh, you know, shadow figures are like residual spirits, like, you know, a guy that used to go to that bar and going over to the church then or what, but it didn't really scare me. I just thought it was kind of strange.
1: Oh yeah. Definitely strange. Definitely strange. Um, he didn't have a hat, did he?
2: No, he didn't. There was no detail to it. It was just kind of a, like a human shaped shadow and it was, you know, there was nobody around. Uh, I rarely see people on the road at night when I, when I go home and, you know, there's streetlights and it was not like a shadow from a, from my car or anything. And it was definitely like a human shape figure. So, yeah. And I, I, like I said, I've gone through there thousands of times back and forth. And, uh, every time I go through there, I look for it at night and I've never seen it again since. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. That's kind of a one-time deal.
1: Well, we, we try to keep them as one-time deals around here. Most of the time, people don't want it to be ongoing. Uh, no. But, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe things are ongoing for you the way things have been shaping up so far. I mean, you know, things start off at 20 and you have a list of things that have happened since then. So um, that that happened not too long after the initial Hatman experience. experience. Uh, and then I think what we're getting into next is what happened, I think, in your house, right?
2: Yeah. So the next thing that happened was, I think it was in like 2014, 2015, somewhere around there. I had uh, come home from work, came in the house, and I lived alone at the time. Uh, This is a different house. Uh, I bought my grandparents' house, and it's actually on the same street from that little rental house I I was in, um, actually just across the yard. They owned a few houses on the street, so... I bought this house from my grandparents or from my grandma. It was just getting too big for her. Uh my grandpa had died years ago. So anyways, I came home from work and uh this is a really old house. It was built in the 1920s, so it's about a hundred years old now. And it's got really tall ceilings. It's got nine-foot ceilings. I'm five ten and I can't reach Obviously, up to the top, and anyways, I came into the kitchen and there was a cupboard door open, and it was like at the top by the ceiling, uh, the nine foot ceilings, and I cannot reach those cupboard doors without grabbing a step stool and uh yeah, I came in and this cupboard door was open, these doors don't open by themselves. They've got like those latch things kind of on the inside. So you have to, you know, just kind of tug them open to get them to come open. And I, I don't know how to explain it. There's that door was open. I've never had a door open on itself like that before. And I've never had it happen since. So (laughs) that was kind of the first thing that's happened inside this house.
1: And so that's a different house than the initial experience? Yes. Okay. Uh, that That is interesting. Uh, and how far of a timeline are we talking about from the first experience of that?
2: Um, about four years. From the, you know, I was in that little rental house for about four years and then moved into this house. And uh, I was in this house for a couple of years before that covered thing happened. Okay. Uh, but these, these two houses are on the same street. Like if I look out my kitchen window, I can see that rental house. It's just across the yard.
1: That's interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's
1: interesting. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to reserve my opinion on, on any of this until I hear more of your timeline, how it plays out. Uh, okay. so, so we've had basically a hat man, shadow figure man, Doors opening in your kitchen that you know you didn't do do you live alone by the way?
2: I did at the time. uh I'm married now. We just got married two weeks ago, so oh congratulations yeah thanks we We've been together almost seven years now, so it's it was about time. <laughs>
1: that's awesome, man. that's awesome. congrats
2: but yeah, yeah, thank you. And kind of the next thing that kind of almost ties into that one that uh cupboard door opening. So my girlfriend at the time who is my wife now she was uh staying over she would come over like friday nights and spend the weekend and we were sitting uh, in the living room watching TV and i uh fell asleep and she just you know stayed watching TV or whatever and i guess she she saw a shadow figure walk up the stairs which is right behind the TV so like the way the living room is set up we've got the couch on one side and then on the across the long way is the tv and then there's the stairway to get to the second story of the house and she saw a shadow figure walk up the stairs and she didn't even tell me about it until a few few years after it happened and that was probably in the same year probably not too long after i had seen that that cupboard Yeah. Wow.
1: I, I I wish you would have been able to see it too, because you would have been able to compare it to the shadow figure you saw walk across the road. Yeah, maybe. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, Why didn't she tell you? Yeah. Was she was she just not scared of it and didn't think anything of it?
2: <sighs> She's seen a lot of shadow figures in her life, which I've come to find out over the years here. and um, She hasn't told me any real in-depth stories i think she's kind of embarrassed about it maybe Um, she played with a ouija board when she was a kid and she's seen a lot of shadow figures in her life and she uh you know when she lived with her parents at two different houses they had i guess residual spirits or ghosts in there so she was kind of used to that stuff and I think maybe she didn't tell me about it because maybe she didn't want to freak me out, and um, I'm not really sure. She doesn't really talk about that stuff too much.
1: Does she know you're talking to me?
2: Yeah, yeah, she's upstairs watching TV right now. <laughs> okay, I'm in I'm in the basement doing this, and she's up watching TV.
1: Well, I'm in the basement too doing this, so <laughs> it works. Okay, let's take a second and talk about the sponsor for today, which is simply safe. Now, listen friends, simply safe. Last time I talked about them, we talked about the wireless outdoor security cameras. After I got done doing that recording, I hopped on the website and I ordered myself four wireless outdoor security cameras because I was thinking, you know what? I want those cameras on the outside of my house, too, and these look like they were awesome. And I'm telling you right now, They really are awesome. My whole house is covered inside and out now. I even updated the whole system on the house because I saw that they had a lot of new Same stuff, but upgraded stuff. And I was like, I'm on the old system. Let me upgrade it because they even said that the old system may not work with the outdoor security cameras. So I just updated the whole house, all the stuff on the inside, all the stuff on the outside, completely updated and new. And I'm telling you, I'm absolutely loving it. You'll love it too. Wireless outdoor security cameras. They have 140 degree field of view. They also shoot in 1080p HD resolution. I am able to hear things live through the camera and also interact so I can actually go live and speak back. So if there's somebody at my door, I can ask what they want. Or if my kids are on the deck and they're fighting, I can get on in the studio and say, hey, knock it off. It's such a great option to have built-in spotlight with color night vision so you can see in the dark. It's all right there at simplysafecom slash confessionals right now. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe Wireless Outdoor Security Camera, visit slash confessionals. What's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in the interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com/slash confessionals. Go get your outdoor security cameras. And if you haven't got the Simply Safe system yet, what are you waiting for? There's great deals waiting for you at simplysafe.com slash confessionals. it seems like there's a little bit of a pattern here in my mind of things popping up here. Uh but yeah. Let, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving.
2: All right. Um so it was I guess it was the uh probably the next year. It was probably about twenty sixteen. Um she was living here. Then, you know, she moved in about six months after we started dating, she moved in here and she likes to go on walks. So one evening we took a walk and behind our house, like we've got a, a Creek running through the backyard and on the other side of the Creek is a park. It's a public park. And, um, we took a walk back there. She wanted to see the ducks. And there's like a swing set and, you know, playground equipment and stuff for kids to play on. And we walked back to the park and the swing set, there's two swings and one of the swings was sitting still, perfectly still. It wasn't windy out or anything. And then the swing right next to it was kind of moving around by itself. And this, you know, You would think it was like, okay, someone just got off it and it's still kind of moving around or whatever. But we were down there for, you know, probably at least 10 or 15 minutes. And that whole time, it just kept moving around. It wasn't like swinging violently or anything, but it was kind of moving back and forth by itself. And the other one next to it was perfectly still. Uh, We thought it was pretty strange. And this was like, you know, probably in the evening, probably five or six o'clock in the evening so it wasn't at night or anything it was in still daylight uh yeah we saw the swing moving around and I noticed underneath it there was like a a knife uh just kind of like a just any regular cheap kind of pocket knife you, you could buy at walmart or whatever nothing special about it but it was i thought it was pretty weird I grabbed the knife because I didn't want like kids to find it and get hurt or something so I took the knife and just kind of threw it in a, a cupboard here at home and haven't done anything with it. So I don't know if the knife was just there and it didn't have anything to do with that swing moving around or if, if they kind of were tied together, I, I really have no idea. But that was the, the next pretty strange thing that we saw.
1: Did the swing keep moving when you went over to it and picked up the knife?
2: Uh, I think it did. I didn't, I don't think I ever touched the swing. I wasn't really too scared. I just thought it was really strange that one would be moving and one wasn't. And like I said, we were probably down there for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes and it just kept moving.
1: That's interesting. That's interesting. And people right now listening are like, bro, never take home a haunted object.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it was was haunted or not, but I, I didn't want to leave it there for a kid to find because kids are in that park all the time. Throw it go away. back there and fish and play on the equipment and all that.
1: Yeah. Don't take the chance though. Just throw it away or something. I mean, uh, <sighs> I, I was, I was, uh, given satanic books once and I didn't take them home. I just threw them away. Threw, yeah. Threw
2: them yeah. I remember that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So we got a, a, a swing, a swing moving on its own without any, uh, wind that day. So nothing else was moving. Just that. Right.
2: Yep, just the one swing, and the other one was sitting perfectly still.
1: And how far away from this was was from your house where you guys had the shadow figure?
2: Uh, my house is like, I got a pretty small backyard, and then we got the creek running through it, and the, the park is right on the other side, so not far at all.
1: Okay. Noted. Where do we go from here?
2: <clears throat> that was in 2016. As far as I know or can recall, I didn't have anything happen since then until this year. So it's about five years in between. And uh, I guess this next thing that happened was I was driving to work. This was in March of this year, uh, 2021. All the snow had melted, um, The like the farm fields and all that, just all bare dirt, nice and brown like it is after winter. And I was driving to work. It was about one 30 in the afternoon and up ahead of me, uh, like I was driving between two fields. Cause like, that's all, all it is around here is farmland and stuff in between the, the small towns and whatnot. So I was driving between two fields and up ahead of me, I saw like a set of probably like 10 or 12, like. White objects, probably, maybe like the size of my fist or something, just kind of appear in midair, and they immediately drop down to the ground. And then another set of those same objects or whatever they were appeared and fell down to the ground, just like you know the first time. So it happened twice. And you know, I'm doing like 55 miles an hour. Kind of slow down after I see that, and you know, when I get up to it, I look. Kind of look down as I'm passing by, and there's nothing on the ground up there where it happened. And you know, if white objects fell onto a brown field right off to the side of the road, I I would have seen something on the ground, and there was nothing there. um You know, at, at first I I was like, you know, was it like, you know, little <laughs> little birds or something? But we don't have just like all white birds, and they don't just appear. Like right in thin air drop to the ground, and then a another set of them appear and fall right to the ground. It kind of reminded me like a like a glitch in a video game. I don't know if you play video games much at all.
1: Uh, not not a ton, but I know what you mean as far as a glitch goes.
2: So, like I I used to be into video games. I haven't played in years, but one of my favorite games was Skyrim, and it was it was a huge game full of glitches. Like you would walk into a house or fast travel to a a different you know town or site or whatever on the game and like uh, items or whatever would appear like in midair and like kind of glitch out or like they'd fall to the ground or you know it kind of reminded me of that it was like it's like a glitch and i don't really know how to explain it uh i know some people think we live in like some kind of simulation or something like that i i don't really know what to think of that. Um, I kind of, I don't want to say one way or another, you know, I don't, I I like to stay open-minded, but that seems really kind of quite out there for me to kind of wrap my head around, but I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. (laughs) Maybe you've heard of something like this happening before.
1: Uh, No, not exactly. I mean, not, not, not exactly. I I've heard of people having experiences like uh, the one person I remember talking to uh years ago. Uh the part of the story that's coming to my mind is that I think he had a UFO experience and from the UFO a green plasma-like orb substance fell, fell from it um into into the ground. But uh as far as this, no, I ha- I haven't heard anything really similar and you saw it while you're driving uh i can understand why it makes you feel like the whole it reminds you of the glitching and the idea of a matrix or simulation and um you know along those lines i would just say elon musk himself has uh, has has stated that he believes he believes we we live in a in a simulation now that said Elon Musk also likes trolling the public a lot. So, uh, maybe he doesn't really mean it, but he is considered one of the brighter, brighter minds of our, our time. And, uh, and he did say that, uh, do I believe we live in a simulation? Uh, well, not exactly. I wouldn't say I, I'm, I'm, I'm at that point where I believe we're in a simulation, but, uh even for those who maybe are the similar minded as me when it comes to faith and things like that uh you could make an argument that even the idea of having a creator create all this is like a simulator and a and a game programmer uh so i i i you could make an argument for a, a similar concept when it even comes to christian theology uh so you know take that for what it is i guess
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was, I just thought it was really strange. Kind of confused me.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Now, uh, that happened this year. Uh, and you, you said that after you, you messaged us, some things happened. Is that one of those things I'm assuming?
2: I think that happened right before I messaged you.
1: Oh yeah. It is actually so, because that was actually in the
2: email now that I'm
1: thinking about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think everything else uh, that has happened it was after I emailed you.
1: Okay. Cause I, I know you said you had like uh four more <laughs> things or something like that happen after you emailed me. Uh, yep. so, all right, let's get into that then.
2: All right. So the next thing that happened was now that I think of it, it kind of along the same lines, but, uh, this next thing that happened was in June of this year. And uh, so, like I said, I work second shift. So I wake up at like eight in the morning and I've got, you know, all morning and afternoon to do whatever before I go to work. So a lot of times I just go fish from shore. we got a nice little uh, lake in town here and I've got like, you know, four or five spots from, from shore. I can just fish and uh, don't have to take my boat out. So I just take my boat out on the weekend. so um, this morning this happened. I went and fished one of my spots. never got a bite so I left about you know 20 30 minutes after and was headed to my next spot and I was just driving down the street and I saw coming my opposite way like headed towards me. I saw a truck you know like coming my way. Yeah, just like a regular black truck, like, you know, everyone around here has trucks. It was nothing special. And, uh, but what caught my attention was he, I guess it would have been his right. He took a right onto this little dead end road where I was headed. And at this dead end road, you can park on the side and there's a public dock that you can fish from. So I noticed he, he turned right into that little dead end and I was like, Oh, crap. You know, I I just missed getting to that dock by just a minute, you know, because that's the only reason you go on that little dead end is to park on the side of the street and uh, go fish. Otherwise, on the other side of the the street is is one house. And it's got a just like a one car garage and a, a tiny driveway. And in the driveway, there's always a white truck. This guy, I think he's like a state trooper or something. So his personal truck is always there and it was in the driveway. So I get up to where I was going to turn and I kind of slowed down and I looked down there to see if that guy was just going to fish or was he going to visit the people at that house or whatever. And I looked down there and that black truck is not down there. It, uh, I don't know. I don't have any explanation for it. Otherwise other than it, it just turned down the, the dead end road and it disappeared. So, uh, the only reason you go down that dead end, there's that little house and there's no way he could have went into the driveway because that, that white truck was in the driveway and it fills up the whole driveway. It's not like he could have got in there or got in that garage. He was not parked on the street. And there's only room for probably four vehicles to park on that street anyways. So it's a very small dead end. There's nowhere for him to go. And he pulled in there and he was gone by the time I got up there. And it was only, you know, five five or ten seconds from the time I saw him pull into that dead end until the time I got up there.
1: Do you feel like there is... um do you feel like there's a pattern or not a, not a pattern? Uh do you feel do you feel like that in your life that you have been getting more and more susceptible to having strange occurrences happen to you?
2: Yep. Yeah, I know on, on your show, I know I've heard you say before, like, like the more you look into this stuff and the more you experience things, it kind of builds on top and You know, more people are maybe more uh, sensitive to seeing things, but like the more you look into it, the more you see, or, you know, I'm not trying to see any of this stuff, but it seems like (laughs) it's happening more often.
1: So along those lines, then, does it bother you?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really want to see any of this stuff. Um, I like hearing the stories like I said, I listened to your show and, and Wes's show and a couple other podcasts, but um, I'd rather just hear the stories. I don't want to experience any of this stuff, to be honest.
1: Okay. So uh, along the li- that line, then it has crossed your mind that maybe, especially beings that you've been getting into listening to these shows over the last year or so, and even having things happen over the last year. Uh, has it crossed your mind to stop listening to these kind of shows?
2: Uh, y- yes and no. I mean, I've thought like, <laughs> I-, I love your show and I love Wes's show and the uh, tinfoil hat podcast. I, li- I just started listening to that a couple of weeks ago, but, um, you know, I- I've only been listening to, to Wes since I think last year and then started listening to your show, uh, a while ago. And like, I, I told you before. I, when I get into a podcast, I'll I'll kind of binge listen. I'll listen to you know two, three, four episodes a day when I find one I like, and now I've gone through a couple of years of your show and a couple of years of Wes's, and uh, you know I don't want to stop listening. Uh, I think this world is a lot more complex. And there's a lot more going on than people realize. Hey, that's my line. That's my (laughs) line. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I don't want to stop listening. I just want to stop experiencing it. But I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen.
1: Okay. Well, the uh, disappearing black car is interesting, Um, especially since you know the area, you know that there was nowhere for that to go. I I got nothing on that. I mean that's weird
2: yeah and it wasn't like some fancy black suv like some something like that it was just a regular black truck like anyone would have and i know like i've heard people have theories that there's different realities and they clash at times and maybe that's why you see something and then it's gone or whatever and like i said i don't really know what to think of that i've haven't really looked into any of this stuff until like last year. So it's a weird world.
1: It is a weird, weird world, but it does definitely goes along with lines of the uh, thought process and conversation we had a few seconds ago with the whole simulation idea, that uh, yep. you were just talking about almost as if it like slipped into another reality. And if that, if that is true and you witness something like that, it makes you wonder Whoever was driving that vehicle, did they know and understand they slipped into another reality? And if they didn't, then do we slip in and out of realities all the time? We just don't know it, which would be crazy. You
2: you just blew my mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that,
2: that, I, I never thought of that.
1: That's Sam Tripoli's line, okay? You got to stop stealing everybody's lines. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, when you get down, when you go down the road of these, this simulation idea and these just different topics and stuff, the more you think about it, the more you, you allow your brain to connect dots that maybe aren't natural to connect. All of a sudden you're like, holy crap, if that's true. um, Well, I don't know what's real then, you know? And, uh and I find myself doing that a lot, a lot. I just wind up questioning reality. And then I just always come back to, you know, my fundamental beliefs of how I, I, I feel about things. I'm just like, uh, oh, until I'm proven otherwise, I'm just going to settle in on this for now. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important that we have, you know, some kind of root foundation of what we believe in, you know, everybody. And it doesn't have to be the same as me or anybody else, just uh, to have some kind of foundation to to build on. And uh, it, it's like it's like uh, putting a puzzle together at that point. You you want a sturdy floor, a sturdy table to put that those puzzle pieces on. But once the puzzle pieces are on that sturdy table, um, those pieces get mixed and matched until you find the kind of proper combination to see a clearer picture. And That's kind of how I view this whole thing. It's like, you know, I think everybody should just have a sturdy foundation, a sturdy table that they're kind of basing their life off of. And uh, from there, just mix and mash mash the pieces together until until you see something, you know? Have fun.
2: Yep. And I I think, you know, shows like yours and other stuff that talks about this kind of thing is, it's really good because, you know, it gets people talking. And like I said, I, I, w- I thought I was the only person that saw this hat, man. And I come to find out like a lot of people have seen this. So, you know, if, if people start hearing these different stories and, you know, maybe they've seen the same thing too, it it kind of helps to like you said put the puzzle pieces together and maybe kind of figure some of this stuff out.
1: Yeah, let's just not let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. We don't want to figure it out too much or else nobody's going to want to listen to my show anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> uh no, but uh, the first Hatman experience we had on this on this show was my wife's episode 3. Um uh, we talked about her experiences and stuff and then from there just snowballed and we've had a lot of people come forward with the Hatman stuff. Uh
2: are you are you the first one to have hatman or was that kind of around or had been talked about before that one or
1: uh, to be honest with you no. I don't remember but I'm sure other people talked about it I'm sure pe- other people talked about it because uh, before that yeah I I didn't I didn't coin the phrase hatman that that was been passed has been passed around uh I just know we did the show with my wife on episode 3 and we talked extensively about her hatman experience amongst other things and um after that aired, I got a lot of different, you know, more paranormal angled stuff because I was coming into the podcasting as the Bigfoot guy. Everybody knew me as the Bigfoot guy. And I, and I wanted to branch out and do more than just Bigfoot. And so, uh, we, we, doing the Hat Man really opened a can of worms where not just Hat Man experiences were coming in, but other paranormal things. And it, I'm so grateful for that because uh it really in the early stages of the podcast put me in a position to really challenge my my thoughts on things because you know I had never been challenged by so many people's personal experiences coming at me to really try to contemplate how does this all work? What does this all mean? You know, and all that stuff. So um Shout out to the listeners that have been around for a long time and helped mold my brain with your crazy experiences.
2: Yeah, I, I haven't listened to that episode yet, but I'm gonna when we're done well, here, I'll, I'll download it and listen to it. So. I
1: encourage people not to because the audio probably sucked really bad. It was really, oh. <laughs> it was really early in the podcast. Uh, you know, I, I'm actually kind of surprised that people stuck with me over these years because in the early days, I was trying to figure out how to. Uh, I had, I had the background with recording music, but, uh, it's easy to hide flaws in vocals with music playing in the background, uh, podcasting. Well, that, there's no music. It's just my vocals. And I knew how I wanted my vocals to sound, and they just did not sound the way I wanted them to in the early days. And so it took me some time to figure out and stuff what I needed to get, you know, software and even stuff for in the room. You know, I, I did a lot of studying. Like uh I, I tell people, you know, I I especially my first year of podcasting, I, I obsessed over it. I mean, I studied it. I, I constantly. And one of the things that I did was I did a ton of reading about understanding, you know, how vo- your your voice and carries in a room and what does it do. And I I now view my voice as a physical object. And, uh, and, and it's it just, just for my studying of how it all works, just so I could try to make my audio a little better. Um, but, uh, for instance, the I, people tend to think when they get into podcasting that they need to cover every surface in their room with acoustic padding. Uh, and a lot of times people call it soundproof padding. It's not soundproof padding. It's just acoustic padding. And, uh, the thing is you don't need to do that. You just need to strategically place Either acoustic padding or something that's absorbing the sound uh, at strategic points in the room where your voice is actually hitting, and you have to understand how does your voice project and where does that projection go. And well, I just nerded out on you. I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. But um, anyways, yeah. If you want, go ahead. Check out episode three. I don't care. Um, yeah,
2: I will. I will for sure
1: so uh all right where where are we going after after the black black suv all
2: right so that was in june uh my next uh thing that happened was july 3rd i actually remember it because it was uh right before fourth of july but anyways we had uh come home that evening and uh me and my wife now you know we weren't married at the time but we are now but anyways we we had come home and We were getting ready for bed and, uh, I was in the bathroom. I had the both doors open. We've got one door that goes to the bedroom and then one door that goes to the living room. And I was getting ready for, just getting ready for bed or whatnot. And I noticed out of the corner of my eye, uh, just like, you know, someone passed through the, the door that would be going, uh, in the living room not the bedroom door but the living room one just kind of noticed a thing go by and I didn't think anything of it thought it was uh, her going upstairs to her closet she's got you know a ton of clothes so I I turned the bedroom upstairs into a walk-in closet for her so um I just thought she was going up there and then like a few seconds later I heard the basement door shut and I, I kind of hollered out to her I asked if uh she had just gone upstairs and she said, No, I just came from the basement and i uh, I said well i just saw I thought I just saw you go through the living room towards the stairs to go up into the closet there and she said no uh no that was that was not her and we live here alone we don't have pets, we don't have kids uh, so again, I don't know if that was uh another shadow figure kind of now that I'm laying this all out in a timeline here, it kind of seems like it probably was, but yeah, that happened.
1: (laughs) And that's the same house that she saw a shadow figure.
2: Yeah. Yep. Going up the same stairs.
1: And the same house that has the park behind it where you had saw the swinging swing. Yes. Yes. And the same house that we had the kitchen doors open, right?
2: The cupboard door. Yep. The tall. One that I cannot reach without a stool. Yep.
1: Okay. So, uh, all right. Well, you live in a haunted house. Case closed. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, a little to add on to that. So, this house, I said, I told you, I bought this from my grandma. This is the same house that my dad and all his brothers and sisters grew up in. And uh, my dad isn't into this stuff at all. He's and he's a truck driver too. So you would like him, but. Uh, when i told my parents about that hatman thing um earlier this year uh you know they're they're really not into this stuff my mom believes in the stuff uh doesn't want anything to do with it doesn't look into it but uh you know it, it kind of surprised me because my dad said when he was a kid living in the house that i live in now that i own he his bedroom was upstairs and one night he heard something or someone moving around downstairs. Everyone was asleep. And uh, he grabbed a, a gun, you know, one of my grandpa's guns from the gun case or gun cabinet upstairs. And he, uh, I think he told me he kind of waited there with the gun in case you know, he thought someone was in the house, like robbing it or something, and he was going to shoot them. <laughs> if they came upstairs, he was just young. I'm not sure how old he is, but as far as I know, that's the only thing that he ever experienced in this house. But now, you know, kind of seeing the shadow figure thing and the other weird stuff that's happening, I I don't know. It's kind of strange. But yeah, he do- he doesn't. Really, I don't think he. I don't know if he believes in this stuff or not, or you know, he just doesn't really talk about it. He's kind of a no nonsense, like you know, just kind of factual guy. And but it, it kind of surprised me where he said that, and there was nobody in the house, like you know, in the next morning. And he told my grandpa, and my grandpa said to him, he said that was that was a good thing to do, you know. So, pretty weird.
1: Well, uh, it sounds like you take after your dad. Both of you grab guns <laughs> when things happen. Yeah.
2: Oh, so yeah. Now you got me kind of worried about this house. I don't know what I got to do to no, it. But... No.
1: D- d- listen, I'm not trying to wor- worry. I'm not trying to freak you out about the house. Uh, let me let me finish <laughs> hearing the rest of your stories before I make a, my final verdict. <laughs> not that it means right. anything.
2: <laughs> so the my last story, last Occurrence or thing that ever happened. This was actually only 11 days after that, uh, that thing I just told you about, the shadow figure in the house. Uh, this was in July. And again, I was driving home from work and it was a pretty cloudy night. Uh, I couldn't really see the stars too well. And um, I was driving down a straight road and up ahead of me, straight ahead, the clouds kind of opened up. And uh, I saw something in the sky, kind of like a, it just kind of appeared like it was behind cloud cover or something. And the, the clouds passed by and I could see this thing. And it was it was huge. Uh, I didn't know at first what I was seeing. I was really confused. So I slowed down. Uh, nobody else was on the road. I hard, Like I said, I hardly ever see anyone at night when I drive home. And I probably looked at this thing for a good, you know, 20, 25 seconds. Uh, Got a really good look at it. And I was driving straight towards it. And, (coughs) oh, excuse me. Uh, It was like twice the size of what the moon was in the sky that night. I'm not saying it was two times bigger than the moon. It was just a lot closer than the moon was. So it was, it was really big. Uh, It was like a, I guess now, I I guess it was probably a UFO, but it wasn't like your typical, like shiny or lights flashing or round. It was a big blocky craft in the sky, I guess you would call it. And it was kind of shaped like an L. Like if you would make an L, with your thumb and your pointer finger and kind of aim the, your thumb at your face and look at it that way. It was like taller. And then it had, um, you know, it was had like an L shape. So it was more up and down. It wasn't like a typical, like a flying saucer or whatever you would think a UFO is. But, uh, I was super confused. Didn't know what I was looking at at first. And it was not moving at all. It was totally stationary in the sky. And like I said, I was driving straight towards it. I um, got a really good look at it. And kind of once I figured, like, I I don't know if I saw the whole thing. I'll just say that if, if there were clouds covering like other parts of it, you know, maybe that's not what the shape, the whole shape of it was, but that's what I saw. And uh, it scared me (laughs) really, really bad. Um, That's the most, second most scared I've ever been in my life. Uh, I grabbed, I keep a chain or necklace in my truck with a cross on it. And I grabbed that. I held the cross in my hand, wrapped the chain around my fingers. And I just held that in my hand the whole way home. I prayed the whole way home. And I kept my eye on the clock. I wanted to make sure I didn't have any missing time. Once I kind of came to the conclusion that that was probably a UFO. I don't know if it was alien. Uh, I don't know if it was military. I have no idea what it was, but it scared the hell out of me. And uh, like, I didn't think of it at the time. Didn't think of it till later. Um, but at any point. I could have stopped in the middle of that road, could have pulled out my phone, took a picture of it, could have a video of it. But that was the absolute last thing that would have ever crossed my mind in that situation. I was, I was scared in that. Yeah, that never even crossed my mind. And now I see why, you know, when people see uh, UFOs or Sasquatch or this or that, like, oh, why didn't you take a picture? Why didn't you take a video? You don't think of that when you're in the moment. That is the last thing that you ever think of. And, um, yeah, that, that was really scary. I didn't want (laughs) to, I didn't want the missing time. And luckily I didn't have any, Uh, I got home on time and kind of the, I guess if there's a funny part to it while I was driving home, like I do most nights when I'm driving to work. And when I'm driving back, I listen to podcasts and I was actually listening to the confessionals at the time when I saw this and, uh, I even wrote down what episode it was. It was episode 119, Anubis is coming.
1: Oh, I remember that one. Yep. Man. See, okay. So we are either doing good advertising for the show or not good advertising as we advertising for the show <laughs> by talking about, you know, the effects on your life from listening to these podcasts and stuff. Uh, but I'm willing to bet it's better than, than, than bad. Uh, that it's interesting that you took, you had the foresight to think of looking at the clock and making sure you don't go through missing time. Uh, and see, that's a positive that probably for, that you picked up from listening to my show to you know yep. make sure you, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know if I would have, I would have ever thought about doing that. I mean, just, I just said this to a lady I talked to today, uh, that just this past Sunday, my dad and I got done recording for Hammerlane Legends and we were in the basement and we just, with that hurricane that came through a few weeks ago, uh, we had some damage in our basement and we lost a lot of stuff. And, um, so, uh, you know, it takes time cleaning stuff out. So we're taking these big trash bags out of the basement for trash cause the trash is the next day and we're out in the yard and I see a really bright light in the sky, a really bright light. And I don't ever remember seeing it before. It didn't, I, I think I would have remembered seeing something if, oh yeah, it's Venus or that, that star is just always bright. Um, mm-hmm and when i would move my head from side to side there was a tree between me and this light and when i moved my head side to side the the light would go further and closer to the tree depending on where i moved my head so it was closer to me than the stars that were in the in the background and what was interesting is my dad and i didn't see totally the same thing so when i when i pointed it out to him i, I said to him do you see that light? Yes. And I said, doesn't it look like it's shooting rays of light off the sides of it? And he's like, I don't see that. And I'm like, you don't see that? And I, I, I said, it looks like it's shooting rays of light off the side, almost on a, in an arc, almost as if there was lights going around a craft or something. And he's like, I see the light, but I don't see I don't see what you're talking about. And so I came in and got my uh, camera. I have a, a Sony a7 III and it takes really good you know nighttime footage uh, very good in low light and um i took a picture of it and on the on the picture it just shows up as a very bright light no rays of light coming off that i was seeing with my naked eye and uh so i found that interesting but not one time during that experience that i think about hey uh, what time is it you know <laughs> i want to make sure <laughs> i want to make sure i don't have missing time but i do understand what you're talking about with the whole idea of not thinking about taking a picture because yeah. I, I took a I took a picture, but it wasn't because I was like, oh, let me document this. I took a picture because I was like, let me see if I can take a picture of what I'm seeing uh, compared to what my dad is seeing. It never crossed my mind to do- quote unquote document. And I wasn't even scared. In the moment of being scared, I totally get it. Now, uh, mm-hmm. if I'm out in the woods and I'm filming Legion of Legends and I got a, bit, a dog man, shoot, even a Bigfoot, but let's just say the dog man in Kentucky pops up on me. Hopefully we catch it on video because I have multiple cameramen and we're there to shoot video and stuff of it. But, uh, who knows at that point, all bets are off. We might be just, you know, shooting and running back to the truck and hopefully it doesn't jump down in front of us out of a tree.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I kind of kicked myself now. It's like, it would have been so easy to stop and, uh, just take a picture or video and did not even cross my mind whatsoever at the time. I was terrified, dude. I was totally scared.
1: Do you think that was a natural fear? Because, uh, uh, you know, people talk about seeing UFOs. I've seen UFOs and, and fear. Not one time of seeing something in the sky, I got scared. Do you think it was the, a natural fear put on to you? Or do you think it was fear just from seeing this like L-shaped craft in the sky?
2: Mm-hmm. I, uh, well, like I said, when I first saw it, I was confused. And then when I realized what, it probably was or could be. It it just scared me. So I don't want to look for UFOs. I don't want to go to haunted houses on purpose. I don't I don't look for any of this stuff. And um, I I really wish I could have took a picture because the shape of it was so different than I've ever heard or seen. Like you know for other people's uh, UFO experiences. Like I said, it wasn't shiny. There were no lights on it. Uh, it was just like all of a sudden the the clouds opened up and there it was, and it was massive. And uh, I don't know, it was just really weird.
1: How big do you think it was? I mean, uh, you say massive. You mentioned it earlier. How big it was? Do, you, do I mean? Do you think this thing was like? I don't know. I mean, how like est- if you can give me an estimate of like you know the size of a football field, a plane, what?
2: Uh Oh, it was probably like the size of I'm guessing maybe the size of a couple houses, two or three houses. Maybe it was, it was pretty big. Okay. Um, it wasn't like, I don't think it was the size of a football stadium or anything, but it was, it was big.
1: Well, uh, interesting. Uh, I definitely, uh, I can understand the fear can you imagine how how fearful you would have been if it would have like landed in front of you or something that would have been crazy uh yeah you would have had a, you would have been like a, the next Travis Walton
2: <laughs> well and my name is Travis, so right
1: that's what I'm saying
2: so. but uh do you hear a lot of stories of them just being stationary in the sky, or I mean, I thought it was weird that it wasn't moving at all.
1: You know, I don't, I don't, I don't remember making mental notes of it, to be honest with you, but, uh, yeah, I mean that the idea, the phrase, you know, it was hovering. I've heard that plenty of times. So yeah, I guess stationary. Yeah. Uh, Sure. You know, I remember the very first time I heard of a big, big craft on the show. I think it was episode five. The guy said it was like the size of a football field. And I was like, holy crap, that's pretty freaking big. But um, I, I I think we've had several on the show where the craft is significantly large, like shouldn't be able to be in the sky, large.
0: Hmm.
2: So yeah, this this didn't look like it belonged in the sky. It looked more like a a building than a like a craft. To be honest, you know, it was big and blocky. It wasn't rounded at all. So I don't know what to make of it.
1: Well, uh. It is what it is. It was a UFO, unidentified yep. flying object. Uh we're not going with the UAP crap. That's that's for the government to to uh try hoarding, hoarding in on our territory. So <laughs> we we I I don't I don't play that U, UAP crap game. I, no. We're we're UFO people on this side of the tracks, okay? So
2: <laughs> Yeah, I agree.
1: Well, listen, I, I think uh hearing these stories and experiences, man, um I, I think one, I, I do think there's probably something going on with the house, just in the sense that maybe there's a residual energy going on. I don't know if that makes you feel more comfortable or not, but uh it seems like, you know, you're not the only one that's experienced things between your dad and your your wife. Um so there there's that uh but you know it, it is interesting how you you your first experience starts out with this really chilling haunting hatman experience where he's not alone he has a dead his his dead pet crow and he's force feeding it to a girl uh that's weird uh yeah. when, when that happened though let me ask you this when when she was eating the crow was he looking at her or you me, so he was just holding the crow out, and she was eating it,
2: yep, and he was staring at me with the most evil grin I've ever seen in my life,
1: and was she staring at you too?
2: No, no, I don't know if I even saw her face she was you no know, her face was down eating eating the crow out of his hand,
1: yeah, that's, that's Ugh, that's no good, I don't like yep. that um. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, maybe I, I, th- I think that sometimes people have triggering events in their life and maybe that, that event was a triggering thing for things to come. I don't know, but I, I just find it interesting that you've had, you've had a significant amount of experiences over the last 12 years or so. And, uh, I, I find that interesting that you have never had anything outside of, or before that. I find it interesting.
2: Yeah, nothing, nothing that I can recall or think of, you know, and I, like I said, I was never into that stuff and never, and I never got into it until, you know, a couple of years ago here, like actually looking into things and listening, like I never looked up any of the, you know, when that hat man thing happened, I never jumped on the internet to look for explanations. I didn't talk to anybody about it. And I don't, I don't know if that was like, you know, you would think when something crazy like that would happen, like you would, you would tell people about it or, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know how something that big or significant could happen and you just don't talk about it. I don't know if that's like kind of your brain protecting you and it kind of puts it in the back of your head so you don't think about it as much or. I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think that uh, that's certainly a, a possible explanation to that whole thing, that your brain is protecting you. Uh, but I also do believe that there there's outside forces going on as well, where maybe you're not supposed to remember certain things or you're not supposed to talk about it. So you don't think to even talk about it. Um early on in the show, I talked about it several times because it was kind of a relatively new concept to me. But people who experience, especially UFO, they have experiences together. A lot of times they don't talk about it. You know, it's not the rule, but there's plenty of experiences where people have had together, they have the experience and then they just carry on. They don't talk about it. They didn't talk about it in the moment and they didn't talk about it afterwards. They just let it go. And it seems almost unnatural, like there's there's something going on there that's that's almost making you have that reaction, yeah, but maybe it's just the brain, maybe it's just the brain's reaction of not being able to understand something, so just move it move along, just uh consider right. it you know a glitch in the matrix,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, it's probably you know maybe stuff we're not really supposed to see, so it just happens well
1: i i don't know about that i think that we're probably i think a lot of this stuff is meant for us to see i i the, the the real question is why you know uh why are we seeing these things and uh what's the meaning and purpose behind it uh you know we could go down so many different roads with that but uh i, I that's one thing i i think i never, i don't know if i've ever really thought about it a whole lot but now that you bring it up I think that we probably are meant to see a lot of the things that we're talking about on this show. Um, And that's not to comfort people, (laughs) you know, like that that first experience you shared. I don't think that was an accident, you know, and uh, I don't know why that happened to you, but it happened. And I think you were supposed to see it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, (laughs) hope I never have to see it again.
1: Uh, Yeah, I, I hope for that too, man. I I don't want you to see that I don't want to see stuff like that I haven't yet and hopefully knock on wood I never (laughs) do you know so yeah whoa did you do that what did you just knock on wood no did you just have a knocking noise go off in your in your room or something did somebody knock on the door or something
2: no I heard your knock and I didn't hear anything
1: (laughs) You're kidding! You're kidding me, really?
2: No. Was it loud or quiet? Or
1: I, 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 I knocked on wood, and you, and you kind of chuckled, and then I heard a knocking. You didn't, you didn't hear that? No. Here, I was about to wind things down. Hang on a second. Uh, for the people listening, you might hear a gap here cuz i'm about to stop this recording so he can hear what i just heard. All right, here we go. Hang on a second. 5 minutes later. All right, we're back and we just listened back to that and there was a definite knocking noise. <laughs> uh and it was a different rhythm than what i just did. So it was like something answered me. It, it, what Travis, what what do you what do you think about that?
2: Uh, and you said that was coming from my audio.
1: Yeah. So I, when I record, I record my vocals on one channel and your vocals on another. And so once we, I, we found where that was at and it sounded different and it sounded like it was responding to me knocking, I isolated your channel. So my channel was muted and we was just listening to yours and that's where the knocking came from. So it came from your line on your end.
2: That's, that's weird. (laughs) I heard it when you played it back for me, and I did not hear anything in real time when you said it happened.
1: And, and what did I say? I, I said hopefully nothing like that ever happens to me. Referring to the guy with the crow, right? Yeah. And I said, yep. not going. I think so. Freak, dude.
2: Oh man,
1: what the heck?
2: Well, I hope that's creep. That's creepy, dude. I don't know.
1: Oh, that's never happened before.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm scared for you or for me. <laughs> I know.
1: That's what I'm trying to figure out too. I'm thinking to myself, well, I was on that side, but it was responding to what I said. Ay, 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 ay. That's oh, weird. That's weird, man. I don't know.
2: Well, let's let's say a prayer tonight.
1: <laughs> for real, man. Like, Right now we're recording and it's almost 1 a.m. my time so I got like 2 hours before it's the witching hour. I got to be upstairs sound asleep so I I miss everything.
2: Yep. <laughs> you know
1: like what the heck, dude? That was weird. That was weird. Uh all right, listen. Travis, what I'm going to do is I'm going to at this point I'm going to end the interview but I'm actually going to uh play that segment again as maybe some kind of outro Maybe i'll make it in as part of the outro or something i don't know that's interesting um wow i'm kind of i'm really kind of flabbergasted i haven't i haven't been caught this off guard uh on on a recording since like we had that demon say my name over the over the line i don't know if you ever heard that episode i forget which one it was but uh it was, I think if I remember correctly, it said like, get Tony or something like that. It was weird. Um, but it didn't get me. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, but, um, man, that's interesting. You know what? Uh, wow. Wow. I, I, I'm, I'm really kind of stunned, but Travis is great talking to you, friend.
2: (laughs) Hey, I'm glad we talked. It's, uh it's a pleasure talking to you and Love listening to your show. So thank you.
1: No, no. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Okay. And as promised, here's the knocking we heard just a few months ago on this episode. You're going to hear me knock and then you're going to hear the answering knock come back. And this was recorded on Travis's channel, which means it was only coming from his line. It came from his side to my recording. He didn't hear it in person. He says he didn't do it himself. So... What it is, I don't know, but I think it's very interesting. So I'm going to play it a few times for you so you can listen closely and hear my knocking and the rhythmic knocking coming afterwards. Two different rhythms, clearly two different knocks. Let's get to it. I don't know why that happened to you, but it happened, and I think you were supposed to see it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) Hope I never have to see it again.
1: Uh, yeah, I I hope for that too, man. I I don't want you to see that. I don't want to see stuff like that. I haven't yet. And hopefully knock on wood. I never (laughs) do, you know? So yeah. Whoa. Did you do that? What? Did you just knock on wood? No. Knock on wood. I never (laughs) do, you know? So yeah. Whoa. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends. If you find it interesting, the knocking noises that we got in reply, I think anybody that has any sense of rhythm knows that that wasn't the same knock that I did in the studio. Something else knocked back. And Travis said that he didn't even hear it in person. And so... I don't know what to tell you guys other than there's a lot to be said about the three knocks. And I'm interested to hear what you had to say. So go to the Instagram page or the website and leave a comment on the post for this episode on either the Instagram page or the website. Let me know what you think about the three knocks that we got back to me, I guess, when I knocked on my desk. Anyways, friends, thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out. Next week, we got a special, special show for you guys, but I'm not going to spoil it. You'll find out next Tuesday right here on The Confessionals. Until then, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first, it'll piss you off. Bye. Awakened from the forest and the depths of the
0: abyss, this creature is a paradigm of time lost and time itself. It fears no one. It adheres to no rule that man can create. It forges its own path, and yet its path remains hidden from the world. The sphere of its existence is beyond most comprehension as it exudes its power quietly but transcendent. It needs no one's approval to exist, but yet its very existence is sought after by many. It watches, it learns. Adapt to the ever-changing environment around it, even as the environment is wrought with corruption. It battles the corruption only when pressed, or for the protection of others like it. It is a mirage that few will ever understand. It's a cornucopia of knowledge from an era long past. It's free. It's Bigfoot.
2: My fantasy. Consisted of making it big. My soul was nothing more than a bargaining chip. Marketing is what they tell you to do and what you're willing to give. Larking to the full extent. I don't wait, I shoot first like Han on a Rodian. And people don't understand me like reading a Nokia and Stretch thin like pulling in accordion my heart ain't primordium all these historians telling us lies setting aside everything is medicalized politicians selling the ride i better die where the relevance lies they dressing a reptilians my resilience is brilliant i'm here to lead the rebellion on hellion salient alien with no melanin i'm a yeti hiding from armageddon come and find me i ain't even hiding